So the great thing about having your own podcast where it's just you, nobody else, no one to answer to, no one to have to bounce ideas off of, et cetera, et cetera, is that you pretty much get to choose whatever topic you like to talk about. Sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad, sometimes it's in between. But a while ago, I told you that I was going to talk about whatever I want, and sometimes it would be a little different. Today, in this episode, you're going to get a bit more insight on how this weird little thing inside of my head works, aka my brain, and maybe, just maybe, you'll have a little bit of fun while doing so. Let's see. Yes, yes, that is right. We are breaking down the Escape song, more commonly known as the Pina Colada song by Rupert Holmes. And while we're breaking it down, you'll find out later. But for now, I'm just telling you, I'm obviously this is not my song. I'm only using it so I can have a little fun. Let's file this under critiquing and fair use and all those other things that people get away with when they use other songs. I'm not going to make any money off of this. I just thought we could have some fun with it. So let's get back to the first verse of this song. And in this song, the gentleman in the song gets right to it. First actual line is, I was tired of my lady. I want to let that one sink in for dramatic effect because there was no getting around it, no beating around the bush. I was tired of my lady, meaning my lady, I'm tired of. Why? He tells you exactly in the next line, we'd been together too long. How long is too long? Well, I don't know how long is too long, but apparently it was too long for him because he was ready to go. Then he goes, like a worn out recording of a favorite song. Now, I want you to think about your favorite songs of all time. Like the songs that you really love, the songs that you hear all the time, you sing all the time. You know it so well that you know all the ad-libs of the artist, you know what the voice inflections are, you could sing it in your sleep, you know every word. You do it so well, you, you make your own version of the song up, you do other different creative things with the song, but you just know it like you would know your favorite spouse. He says cheekily so they can get back to the point. And he's so tired of his lady and his favorite song that while she is laying there sleeping, so while she lay there sleeping, I read the paper in bed. And in the personal columns, there was this letter I read. So, while she lay there sleeping, dreaming sweet dreams of him, unaware that he had other thoughts on his mind, he had sin on his mind, while she is laying there without a care in the world, he is plotting, he is looking, he is searching, but what could he possibly be searching for? What is he looking? Why does he have the personal ads? Well, let's find out. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. If you're not into yoga. If you have half a brain. If you like making love at midnight. In the dunes on the cape. I'm the love that you've looked for. 
Dear, oh dear listener, who knew that that's what he was going to read? Who knew that that is what he would find? I certainly had no idea that this would happen. I mean, if you like pina coladas, who doesn't like pina coladas? And getting caught in the rain? There's so many people that love getting caught in the rain. If you're not into yoga, meaning you're normal, and if you have half a brain, there's lots of people that have at least half a brain. Or at most, but if you have half a brain and making love at specifically midnight, specifically midnight in the dunes of the Cape. I mean, I don't usually wear capes while making love, but I can get used to that. And if our intrepid reader wasn't convinced at that point, if he was wavering between whether this will catch my attention or not, that la these last lines really sealed the deal. Then I'm the love that you've looked for write to me and escape i don't know about you but if i was thinking about it between that those last two lines psh, i'm gone but there we have it he was tired of his lady and he started reading a column and a specific column caught his eye and to be honest to be fair if you were reading a newspaper here in 2020 what are you doing number one but number two if you were reading the newspaper and you were tired of your lady or man but we'll get to that a little later. If you read something that specifically appealed to you, specifically appealed to you and your sensibilities, like for me, if this said, if you like buffalo wings and pizza, then I'd be like, I'm gonna stay faithful, but you have my attention. I'm gonna keep reading and maybe I won't be so faithful. Give me those buffalo wings and pizza. How much buffalo wings and pizza are we talking about here? Either way, there's gonna be some things that interest you if you are looking for it. Hmm, mm-hmm. And I know what you are worried about. You are worried, oh man, he's in trouble. He's going to read this and he's going to do something crazy. But not to worry, this is a guy that always thinks about his lady. I didn't think about my lady. I know that sounds kind of mean. But me and my old lady have fallen into the same old dope routine. So I wrote to the paper took out a personal ad and though i'm nobody's poet i thought it wasn't half bad okay so he admitted that he wasn't uh thinking about his lady but he did say that sounded kind of mean so that seems like accountability to me it sounds like accountability to me how about you and well since you can't say anything directly to me just say it to this recording and i'll pretend like i heard you and then we can move on with it but hearkening back to that worn out recording, he talks about the same old dull routine. And you, as a human being, we have to admit that we can relate in a way to that. Like doing something so often in such a similar fashion that it just becomes so very boring to you. Even something you love, even something you absolutely adore doing or something, if you do it time and again and again and again without much variation, eventually, Parts of that, or all of it, is going to get boring to you. That's just human nature, right? And then when you can find something else that appeals to you, you're like, hmm, let me at least look into it. Uh, what, what could it hurt? What could it hurt just to peek in through this window or peer down this door and see where it could lead? Mm, what's the worst that could happen? 
So I know for me, routine is actually something that I hate a lot just because it gets boring. So with just about anything I do, I like to switch up the routine. I remember back when I worked at corporate, when I used to go to the same office for years and years and years, and I used to go the same way. Eventually, that whole thing could be a blur. I could drive from my house to my location, b blindfolded, sleep, backwards, with both arms tied behind my back and legs with my mind. So, for me, what I would try to do to break routine is cheat on my way to work by picking a different route to go to work. But now, I don't have that problem because I don't have a job anymore. Problem solved. But what about when you have a favorite restaurant, you love that restaurant, that restaurant serves the best food, the best food in the world, but you go to that restaurant so often that everybody knows your name from the wait staff to the chefs, to the cooks, to the person that sits you, everybody. Everybody knows your name, like it's cheers. And while it's fantastic that everybody knows your name, what if at some point the quality of the food just dips a little bit, just a little dips a little bit at time after time, because, hey, they know you, you're regular. Even if the food's not the greatest, they know you're going to keep coming back because you love them. Or to be even nicer, let's say the quality of the food does not dip at all. That food is as great from now as it was day one. But now it's just your taste buds have just become so accustomed to that food time and time again, you can't get the same enjoyment you once got out of that food. It can't, that spike, that spike doesn't happen like it used to. You would get tired of that restaurant, but imagine having to go to that restaurant to eat every single day for the rest of your life. You might get a little tired of the restaurant yourself. Well, that's not a problem I have because all the restaurants that I love have closed down probably forever. Thanks, 2020. Now, he did say he's nobody's poet, which, hey, I disagree with because this song is a very popular song. But, hey, you know what? Let us see how he responded to this personal ad of shame. Yes, I like being a Well, that escalated rather quickly. But to be fair, he was doing what you do with personal ads. You answer them. So let's break this down. First, he said, yes, I like pina coladas. Answering questions that are asked of you. That's just good manners right there. And he likes getting caught in the rain. That's two for two. That's really, really on a great streak right there. He's not into health food, but he's into champagne. I mean, you can actually be in both. They're not mutually exclusive, but that's his answer to the whole yoga thing. Like, hey, I don't eat healthy. I don't exercise. I just drink. That sounds super unhealthy, but let's keep going. But see here, this next line, this very next line is what turns this from a sweet song to a tawdry love affair. I've got to meet you by tomorrow noon and cut through all this red tape, all this red tape at a bar called O'Malley's where we'll plan our escape. 
forget the kick games forget the flirting forget the waiting we are going to pass go we're going to collect 200 dollars. let's get this thing on the road so here he was so enamored and connected with this person's personal ad that he didn't care how old she was what she looked like was she married he just knew he had to meet her at a bar called O'Malley's, which apparently there's only one in this town where they live, because there could be several, but he's saying you should know the one. And that is where we will plan our elaborate escape. I'm going to get out of my situation, you're going to get out of yours, and we will have the best weekend ever. Ah, yes, the story of boy meets girl at a bar where they plan the rest of their lives together. There's only one problem with that. He has a lady. A lovely one, in fact, by his own words. She is lovely, and yet, and yet, boys and girls, he still decided to do what he did because he just couldn't help himself. Man, I wish I could turn back now, but I'm way too emotionally invested in this, so I have to see it through, just like him. So I waited with high hopes, and she walked in the place. I knew a smile in an instant. It was my own lovely lady And she said, oh, it's you Then we laughed for a moment And I said, I never knew Gasp. Gasp with me, audience. We were not expecting this outcome. Who knew? Who knew that the stranger in question that put out the personal ad was his very own lady? His lovely, lovely lady. Well, I'm actually here to tell you, I knew. I knew it all along. And I'll tell you how I knew it. But that's not for right now. That's for the very end. For now, let's think about where we're at and how we got here. He was so tired of his relationship that he started to look for something different. And when you go looking for something, eventually you will find it. And he found it of stranger, of personal ads. Today we'd call it the internet. But back then it was just called the newspaper because it was an actual newspaper. And this person's words and ideas and thoughts resonated with him. So he hit that follow button and replied. He sent a DM, except it wasn't a DM. It was for everyone to see, but it was for only one recipient. And he said, listen, I don't want to play any games. Let's get this show on the road. And the other person said, of course, let's do it. So he goes to O'Malley's. Great, great O'Malley's, and he sits there. Palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. He didn't know what this mystery person would look like. He just knew that when he saw her, he would recognize her. And it's crazy how right he was because she was, in fact, his lovely lady. If I had sound effects, you would hear the suspense sound or bombshells right now but i do not so just have the bombshells go off in your head because that was quite a revelation because all along we're thinking who is this mysterious would-be homewrecker who wouldn't know that they're a homewrecker and it's all his fault but all along she was looking to wreck her home as well she was responding to this potentially handsome stranger ready to leave her situation ready to escape some would call it the great escape but life, dear listener, has the most wicked sense of humor of all time. Because, in fact, they're escaping back to each other. So I think it's time to see how this tale ends. So, without further ado. That you like pina coladas. 
I don't think you need to hear that awesome guitar riff one more time. That is the end of the song, essentially. They do the chorus one more time, but we get the point. It's been driven home by now. Who knew? Who knew that they both like pina coladas? And getting caught in the rain. And the feel of the ocean. And the taste of champagne. And making love at midnight in the dunes of the Cape. They are the ones that they've been looking for. And now, they escape. Here's the problem with that. I know a ton of people that like all of those things. Even the Cape thing, because I know some weird people. They like Strange. Doctor Strange, Marvel reference, get like me. Making love at midnight on a sandy beach. Oh man, that sounds like an awful time. It's actually, in reality, probably more awful than it sounds. It sounds really dope. Sounds really romantic, but then you realize you're getting sand in all sorts of places. All sorts of places that's going to be hard to get out of. So now that we've reached the end of that song, I'm going to give you my take on it. Eventually. Well, they're all my takes, but I'm going to give you what is the definitive conclusion to that song and what it really means. Yes, yes. Even if the original creator of the song disagrees, the way I say it is definitely how it went. Now, I've got a couple of different theories and you're just going to have to follow with me. But if you've made it this far, you've been following me. So wait to the end and you're going to get a payoff. May not be the payoff you want or need, but it's the payoff you'll get. Just like the multiverse or pick your own adventure, this thing's going to have a couple of different endings and then you're going to have to wait around for the very true ending, like I said before. Now, I first heard the Escape song when I was a wee lad. And the only thing I remember about this song was But just like anything, uh, the older we get, the more comprehension we gain about something. So the older I got, and the more I'd revisit the song every now and again, I would really grow to appreciate the song and what it was. As we grow older and more mature, I like to think we understand more about love, lust, passion, and things that fall in between or near those topics. At very face value, you can say the Pina Colada song is just a song about cheating, or at least attempting to cheat, because he's trying to cheat on her, and she's trying to cheat on him. And at face value, that is fine, in my opinion, to take it what it is, because that's what that song is, at face value. I mean, sure, it's very cute that they connected in the end. It's like, oh, it's you. Oh, it's you. They both probably had a wry smile like, holy crap. Well, this would take a lot of explaining, except, hey, you'd have to explain too. So let's just go on that trip like we were going to in the personal ad that both of us just put out. And in the end, it worked out. It worked out for them. At least we'd like to think so. We don't really know, because that's the end of the song. So in my mind, in my universe, it worked out. But maybe it didn't. So is it a quirky song about romance? Is it a cynical look at love? Or is it something else? The answer? Yes. Was their relationship a good one or a bad one? I would say their relationship is every relationship. In relationships, especially long-term ones, you have your ebbs and flows. You have your peaks. You have your valleys. You have your times where there's passion, just unbridled, burning passion. You have times where it's like, you are right. But hey, we're in this together. There's no, there comes a point in time where every relationship gets into the comfortable phase or gets through the comfortable phase and gets right down into the lazy phase. Either way you slice it, a relationship can't burn bright, red hot 
all of the time, every day, every moment of every day forever. It is just physically impossible and also mentally impossible and also emotionally impossible. That does not mean you don't love your significant other or aren't passionate about your significant other or think your significant other isn't the most attractive thing on the face of the earth. It just means that you don't think that 100% of the time, 24 seven, 365, unless it's a leap year and it's 366. For example, let's take a look at attraction, right? You're attracted to either the opposite sex or the same sex or blah, 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 whatever you're attracted to. And you get in a relationship and you're really into whoever you're with. You're into them, you marry them, you spend the rest of your life with them, et cetera, et cetera. Guess what doesn't go away? Your attraction to other people. You just don't act on it. But the attraction in and of itself, whether it be physical, mental, emotional, et cetera, et cetera, there's still something that attracts you to others and attracts them to you. That's just how humans work. Where the issues come in at is when people decide to act or not act on those attractions, which is another topic in and of itself. If you really want to analyze this relationship, I have a lot of questions. Why did they not know these things about each other? How did he not know about her love of champagne or her dislike for yoga or her and health food or him and health food and dunes and capes and sands? How did they not know that about each other? Now, if this was a relationship podcast, here's what I would say is because they stopped asking, because they stopped caring, because they stopped trying to kindle that flame. Well, you're in luck because this is not a relationship podcast. If this were a psychology podcast or a podcast about the human condition, then I would go into, well, why does he think that way? Why does she think that way? I would go into the inner minds and think, why is infidelity something that's on their brain big time? But you're also in luck because I'm also not that kind of podcast. So here you're not going to hear me say something like he wasn't so much tired with his lady as he was tired with himself. Nope, you're not going to hear that. So now that I'm done telling you what you are not going to hear, it's time to tell you what you are absolutely going to hear. And only here will you hear the truth about this song right here. And here's the truth. This song all along was a hoax. Air horns, gunshots, bombs exploding. That is what I wish I had, but I do not. Suspense horn, I don't have that either. I don't think it's suspense horn either. I think that's a suspense ring, something, whatever. The insidious truth is that these are two very much in love people looking to have a little fun in their relationship by role playing with each other. Yeah, you guessed it. They're role playing with each other. And how do we know, dear listeners? How do we know? Now, there are clues all throughout the song that there's more to meet the eye in this. But in his response, lyric, line, letter, whatever you want to call it, he writes, I've got to meet you by tomorrow noon. Tomorrow noon is the key right there. You got to remember, in the very first few lines of the song, it's established that he and his lady are in bed, therefore signifying that it is nighttime. And this is 1979 where this song was sung. So there was no internet like that. And you don't know how fast ads work, but they don't work that fast. You have to write your reply. You have to send it in. They have to proofread and accept it. And then they have to publish it. At the very least, 
that thing's not coming out the next day because you're doing it at night. That's less than a 24-hour turnaround period. And in 1979, it just ain't happening, buddy. Now, that should be case closed right there. But I'm going to continue building the case anyway. You want more proof? I got more proof. And if you don't want more proof, I'm sorry. I'm already committed at this point. So you're going to get more proof anyway. The thing about a worn-out recording of your favorite song you know everything about that song. Why? Because you've played it so much that you've worn it out. You've played that song so much that you know everything about that song. The ins and outs, the runs, the riffs, everything. There's nothing about that song that can get past you because you've heard it so many times. And the way he talks about his lady in the song doesn't sound like someone who's fed up it's light ribbing from someone that's been in a relationship for far too long and wants to spice things up a little bit. And here's why, because you already know those things about your significant other. That's probably why you two ended up together, because you're so familiar, because you make fun of yoga and health food at the same time. And you guys obviously had champagne before together. They knew these things about each other, even if they say they didn't. My conjecture, I hypothesize that they forgot these things about each other over time because it's like learning something about your mate at the beginning of a relationship or years ago and your years into the relationship you forget certain details because you've had such a long life together such a long time together that things fall into routine so the things that you guys did at first to get together, when you first were together and the first was new and exciting and interesting, you don't do now. Good or bad, doesn't matter either way. But you still know these things. You still, you're like, oh yeah, that's right. You do enjoy champagne and pina coladas. Because pina coladas are delicious. Who doesn't like pina coladas? So the fact that the ad would not have gotten back in time, the point that their relationship is like a worn out recording of your favorite song, thereby you know everything about that song, are two great pieces of evidence by themselves. But now, now dear listener, I'm gonna bring it home. You see, because not only is their instant recognition of each other suspicious, the fact that they both realize what they are doing there Tells me all I need to know. Because let's say there is only one O'Malley's in that town that they're at. Not likely, but let's say it is. The fact that they both knew that they were each other's secret love from the paper. And it's like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, yeah, of course it makes a lot of sense. Because you guys are role-playing this whole time. If Shaggy taught us anything, it's when you are cheating or trying to cheat even if you are caught red-handed it wasn't me but neither one of them had the it wasn't me moment both of them had the oh it's you moment and neither one of them were upset about it in fact they were both very happy which anyone can tell you even when they're cheating when they find out that they're getting cheated on or possibly getting cheated on that's not a happy feeling for them I wouldn't know because I've always been faithful forever and ever, and I've never been cheated on. Except at life, where I've been cheated a lot. But unless they were swingers, which this is the 70s, so it's a possibility, someone should have been at least a little upset about finding, oh, you're trying to leave me 
for someone else forever. But there was none of that because, I have to stress, all along, this was role-playing. This was planned from the beginning, and they saw it through to the end, thereby rekindling their still-burning, bright relationship. And to that I say, bravo. Bravo. You two crazy lovebirds, you two crazy kids, found a way to keep the relationship fresh. From taking out personal ads to including the bartender in your devious scheme. And I know what you're asking yourself, Reese. But Reese, why would he make a song like this and leave you all the clues? Because, like all the great masterminds, he wanted someone to find out the truth eventually. And that's what we did, boys and girls. We found the truth out. It was just a couple, kind of bored, wanted to spice it up, took out ads, got the bartender involved, and rediscovered each other. Essentially, escape is defined as break free from confinement or control. So those two escaped from each other to find each other. So our final takeaway from this, boys and girls, is that if you are going to cheat, you have to get permission first. So there we have it. A whole episode about a somewhat cheesy 1970s pop song that I happen to enjoy very much, as do a lot of other people. And a lot of takes on it, but I think without a doubt, mine is a definitive one. Even if the guy who created it says something completely different. Speaking of different, I hope this episode did not lose you. And if it did, I hope it found you at some point and you had a good time. Because I know I did talking about it. What is the next episode going to be about? I have no idea. And I think we both rather keep it that way. Thanks for listening. I will definitely see you next time. And until then, let's plan our escape.